0: Hello, this is Paul Greaves at Devon Live and you are listening to a special podcast about the murder of Kate Bushell in Exeter on November the 15th, 1997. I'm joined by the Senior Investigating Officer, Paul Bergen, to talk about some of the main aspects of this unsolved case. It comes as Devon and Cornwall Police launch an investigative review and renewed public appeal. As we speak, officers here at Police HQ are working hard to find that crucial piece of information which could unlock the case and lead to the identification of her killer. Paul, thank you for joining us at Devon Live. Thank you. If we can start with that appeal first of all, why now? Why 20 years after Kate was murdered?
1: Well, 20 years is a, is a milestone event for fairly obvious um, reasons. Um, and, and we just felt uh, with, with the work that was ongoing, uh, it was a good time to appeal to the public. Um, and, and bear in mind this is, this is a child murder, this is the murder of a, of, of a 14-year-old kid. Um, the force has never given up on the investigation um, and we just thought it was the right and proper thing to do, um, to A, to catch the, the public's attention um, and, and B, and probably most importantly, to try and bring some justice um, to Kate's
0: family. Let's go back, first of all, to events on that day, November the 15th, 1997. What do we know about Kate's movements <coughs> leading up to her death? Well, certainly we know that uh, during the course of the day, uh, Kate attended Exeter
1: City Centre with with, with her mum. She returned to her home address in the the afternoon. Uh, She was a studious girl. She was doing homework, I believe, in the afternoon. Um, And then as a a favour to a neighbour, she she went to walk the neighbour's dog uh, at half past four in the afternoon. So she'd have left her home address or the neighbour's address with her next door neighbour's dog. It it was um, an unusual event for her. It's not something she did regularly. Uh, and we know she walked through uh, the, the the top of Exwick uh, into Exwick Lane, and she was last seen um, by witnesses at ten to five uh, in the in the afternoon, still with a dog in Exwick Lane, uh, in close proximity to a, a male who was stood by the rear of a blue car. Um, that male has never been traced; he's never been identified, uh, and obviously we would say that that individual is 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 critical to to, to this investigation. Uh, the next sort of um, point of interest, really, around about half past five, um, the, the dog is seen without Kate uh, running free in Exwick Lane, without the um, still with the lead on rather, um, and then um, Kate's body is is discovered some two hours later after she's been reported as a missing person by, um, by by members of her family. Obviously, when she didn't return home with the dog.
0: So Kate leaves the house at approximately four thirty p.m. Yeah. When she doesn't return, as expected, her parents go to look for her. And it's her father, Jeremy, isn't it, who discovers Kate's body at about 7.30pm. Where, where is Kate's body found?
1: Kate's body is, um, is, is actually found in a, a, an area of copse um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a field, in the, in the, in the far corner of a field, um, just down from a stile, or, or two stiles, which lead from Exwick uh, Lane itself, uh, that, that first style in expert lane is in close proximity to where Kate was seen last seen by the witnesses um, so her body was actually lo- located probably no more than um, three or four hundred meters from where she was uh, last seen. so again it was it, it was in relative close proximity albeit in an area that was um, n- not widely used.
0: Is it the police's view that she was murdered at the scene?
1: Yeah, we we uh, we we believe Kate was murdered at the scene. Um, I suppose the, the the big issue for us is um, <clears throat> how she got to that location, uh, whether she went down the uh, the footpath leading to where a body was lo- uh, located voluntarily, or whether or not she was um, spooked or frightened in in the lane and went down there voluntarily and was attacked, or whether or not she was actually um, led down that uh, area forcibly. That's the, the the big question for us because. It does seem unusual that a 14 year old child would have walked down the uh, footpath to, to that location in light which would have been there uh, well, well would certainly been would have been losing light at that time
0: was there a sexual motive to her killing
1: yeah we've always said that um, the, the the attack would have been uh, sexually motivated um, you know and we've shared that information with the family from a from a very early stage uh, unfortunately this type of offense on on um, on, on, on young girls invariably or, or usually are uh, of, of a sexual nature
0: there was of course a, a huge public appeal at the time yeah members of the public um householders yeah. were asked to check for knives or bloodstained clothing in dustbins yeah was there anything ever discovered
1: no it wasn't and um I, I mean you're right in saying the the investigation in 1997 was it was huge um uh, at one stage, there were in excess of 160 detectives working on the case. Um, it's probably one of the biggest, biggest cases in terms of logistics that Devon and Cornwall have ever undertaken. Uh, massive search and house-to-house strategy in the uh, in, in the Exwick area. But in terms of of, of items that were, were were found or seized of, of, of relevance, um, no, there was there, there was nothing substantial that we can uh, we can use evidentially
0: at this stage. Was there any DNA evidence at the scene which could potentially identify her killer?
1: Um, there is there is uh, DNA evidence um, which I don't want to go into in any depth, but there is there, there is um, forensic evidence. Um, that said, um, I don't want that to to, to um, detract from the uh, from the members of the public calling in because although there is forensic evidence, we can't rely on that alone. We do need members of the public to call in and give us uh, information with regards to who they believe is responsible. Do you believe she was? Deliberately targeted.
0: Um, in in terms of followed. In terms of somebody who knew Kate, perhaps, and potentially somebody who, who just followed her. Yeah. That, on I'm, a whim. I mean, the truth of the
1: matter is, we don't know. Hmm. Um, uh, my uh, what w- what I think is more likely to happen is that I, it's the old adage that unfortunately Kate was in the in the in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, was she deliberately followed? Was she deliberately targeted? There's nothing to suggest that she that there were any issues around stalking or that type of thing prior to, to, to her death. Um, I, I do think that it was more likely to be an opportunist type of fence. But that said, um, clearly we've got somebody in Exwick in 1997 armed with a large uh, knife of some description that was obviously prepared to attack a, a a young a young girl so there's clearly an an, an element of preparation in that offence um, whether or not kate was deliberately targeted we're not sure but my gut feeling would be more
0: likely she was just in in in, in the wrong in the wrong location and people shouldn't be under any misapprehension here this was a, a ferocious a ferocious attack on a on a young girl walking a dog wasn't it that she had a, fl- a throat slit yeah. and um and it wasn't it was truly horrific and carried out by somebody who was extremely dangerous
1: yeah i mean i i i, I, I think the um the investigation speaks for itself what you're dealing with there is a uh, is a 14 year old child who's killed in the most brutal of, of of circumstances as you've already said um clearly that individual um is extremely extremely dangerous and um and, and clearly we would like nothing more than to be able to get some justice um, for, for Kate's family
0: and, and indeed probably more importantly for Kate herself. If we just return to those those two suspects, if we, we can call them that, the and the witnesses, what they saw at the time. Yeah. You've already touched upon the man with the blue car. Could yes. you just elaborate perhaps for me on that? Witnesses saw this blue vehicle parked in a lay-by. Yeah. Who saw the who saw the uh, the car and, and when does that what part of the timescale does that fit into? Well, the,
1: uh, the, the, the there were there were two witnesses uh, in a vehicle that drove past Kate, um, at, like I said, at ten to five, um, and literally they drove no more than a, a hundred metres uh, further down along Exwick uh, Lane, and on the opposite side of the road from where Kate was stood was the uh, blue vehicle, which was parked facing towards um, Exwick. Um, with a, uh, a male stood to the rear of that vehicle. Now the description is, 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 isn't is great um, but it's a white male, um, average build, average height, aged between 30 and 40 years um, with short brown um, well, collar length hair, that's the description that we've actually got. Um, and, and, and like I said the big issue for us back in 1997 and indeed now is why is that individual not come forward? Um, if he wasn't involved in, in, in Kate's murder uh, and he was just uh, uh, an innocent member of the public up there, um, I, I struggle to see what, how we haven't managed to locate that individual despite a massive inquiry
0: then and a, a, a huge inquiry now. So the, the witnesses to that gentleman, they were in a car, a moving vehicle. Yeah. They saw the man on one side of the road, Kate on the other side of the road, is that correct? Yeah. In close proximity?
1: Yeah, it was no more, um, at the very most, probably no more than 100 metres between Kate and um, where the male was was actually stood by the vehicle. Uh, and that vehicle was actually parked, for, for viewers that will, will know Exwick Lane, by the area of the stables, uh, which is um, on the left-hand side of, of the road as you, as you go from Exwick towards Nadderwater.
0: I've come to Exwick in Exeter where Kate lived and where she was murdered that day in 1997. I'm walking along Exwick Lane. This is the route that Kate took with her neighbour's dog and I'm approaching the spot where the blue vehicle was seen in the lay-by. I can see the stables no longer in use to my left. Stopping for a moment. The road here is no more than Three or four meters wide. It's a typical November day, lots of leaves, fallen leaves on the ground. The road itself isn't well used. I've, I've taken five minutes perhaps to walk this route. I haven't seen another vehicle coming along here. There is enough room for a vehicle to pass at this point. As Paul Bergen says, the blue vehicle was on the left here, and a gentleman was at the rear of that car, Kate was seen in close proximity to that vehicle further along Exwick Lane walking the dog. I've walked on a short distance from where the blue vehicle was seen and I've taken a turn onto a public footpath. Somewhat muddy here. You can probably hear the wind whistling through the trees, the leaves of the trees above me. I can see to my left is a view of open farmland, undulating hills, and further on, I can see the Farm Hill Estate and the area where Kate lived. And it's here in the fields that fall away towards Exwick where Kate's body was found It was a father Jerry who made that grim discovery I'm told that the gate which I've just walked through is the stile The stile which Kate and her killer had climbed over The stile now replaced by the gate And the second person of interest to police is a, a man seen running through a field. Yeah. I think at a somewhat slightly later point.
1: yeah the, the, the time we've got two, two separate witnesses who have seen a uh, male running um, in, 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 in a field underneath the field where Kate's body was located. Again, the description is um, is, is, is poor, but the male is described as, as um, running in a sort of uncontrolled manner downhill so as if he's running down the slope and trying to get away from um uh, fr- from an area he's certainly not described as being out for a um a jog or a or or a run um and again that individual's run from uh, the area of where Kate's body was located back into the uh exwick farm hill estate and again that individual has never been um, been located and again timing wise um slight differences in times there but we're looking at um uh, between quarter past 5 and 20 to 6, so clearly um, of real relevance to this investigation, bearing in mind uh, what time Kate was seen and what time she, she actually went missing.
0: Do police believe the killer was
1: local? Um, we've said, or certainly on, the, on, on this reinvestigation, what, what I've said all along is um, whether or not he's local, I, I wouldn't commit to but I do think that the individual will have some form of, of local connection to the area. Um, he, he may have lived in the area, um, he may have family, friends, colleagues in the area. He may simply work in the area. But Exwick Lane is, is is a really unusual location, and it's not the sort of area you would stumble on. So what we what we've said all along is that we believe that that individual does have some connection or some certainly some knowledge of of, of the local area.
0: As part of the renewed public appeal, police have focused on some orange fibres. Yeah that were found where exactly were these fibers found
1: we had it in excess of a hundred fibers that were found on uh, Kate and on her clothing and, and another single fiber um, found on the on the on the style in close proximity to where Kate's body was was finally located um, we did a lot of work uh, around those fibers at, at the time back in 1997 and we ascertained that they were completely alien to, to Kate and a home environment ie there was nothing at a home address. Um, and, um, and we sort of worked back from that and deduced that those um, fibres were almost certainly deposited by the um, by the offender. So a lot of work has, has been ongoing over the years with regards to the fibres, and certainly now there's, there's more forensic tests ongoing. Um, and what we've said is that the killer may not necessarily have been wearing those fibres, at the t- sorry, those garments, that type of garment at the time, but certainly he would have been in, in contact with that type of garment at some stage uh, before he attacked Kate.
0: Those orange fibres, are they linked to any particular type of garment or clothing?
1: Yeah, the, um, the orange fibres themselves, it's, um, <coughs> it's, it's a bright orange azoic dye that makes up the actual colour of the, uh, of the material, which many of your viewers will have seen on the, on the media coverage. It's a cotton polyester mix and it's a highly vibrant um, uh, material which is predominantly used in, in workwear such as um, boiler suits, um, aprons, gloves that type of high high visibility albeit not fluorescent uh, workwear so that's been a, a focus of our intention and indeed a, a lot of calls that we've received have been about that type of um, uh, that type of garment
0: and the murder weapon itself yeah. it's a knife yeah <clears throat> any leads as to that that knife has never been found has it
1: no the knife has never been uh, has never been located um, we, we did take the unusual step of of Highlighting the 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 size of the blade and the, and the knife that was used to to kill Kate, and we uh, and we did that really to um, to see if any any members of the public just had a, a knowledge of someone in 1997 who would have been habitually carrying a, a knife of that size. It's certainly at least six inches long. It's four centimetres deep. Um, of kitchen knife size, it's certainly not a pen knife or a Stanley knife. Um, it's an unusual uh, weapon for someone to be carrying around. Uh, with them, certainly in the in, in the open countryside.
0: I'll just return to the, the timeline. For the record here, just so people are clear <coughs> about uh, when certain aspects of this case happened, yeah. and Paul, do uh, correct me if any of this is, is incorrect, 4.30, Kate picks up the dog, yeah. her neighbour's dog, 4.45, she reaches Exwick Lane, yeah. 4.50... A mother and daughter see Kate and the blue vehicle in Exwick Lane stables lay-by with a man appearing to open the boot. At 4.55, a young couple see the blue vehicle unattended in the lay-by, but neither Kate or the man are present. 5.10 to 5.45, a man seen running from the direction of the scene. 7 p.m. Kate's parents call the police. 7:30, Kate's father discovers her body. This question, 20 years on, how do you hope to trace the killer?
1: We, uh, I mean, with the, um, the the reason we've we've sort of um, put, put the information out to the public in the manner that we have is that we. We we still believe, and we've already discussed it on this interview, that the the, the killer will have some form of local connection. Uh, what we think uh, is is highly likely is that somebody um, somebody locally, um, or who, who was local in in 1997, either knows or suspects um, who's responsible for Kate's uh, murder. Uh, and that's really the point of this appeal. Really, is to get those that individual or those individuals to come forward. And there may be all sorts of reasons why they didn't in the past. There may have been family loyalties they may have been in a relationship with the individual um, misplaced loyalty uh, there's a whole host of reasons why people may not have come forward or indeed they may not have pieced together all the information all the bits of the jigsaw that we've put to the media um, the big issue for us is now it's, it's now time for that individual or those individuals to to be brave um, and finally come forward and, and give us that 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 final bit of information because i, I do believe that 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 piece of information is, is still in the locality, and 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 it's hence the reason we believe the the
0: offender has got local connections. And this is key, isn't it? Because the the timeline I mentioned that thats a, a three-hour period, yeah—which <coughs> which, which uh, detectives have focused on. But of course, the key to unlocking this could lie either side of that period, particularly in the last twenty years, as, as you say. A, a misplaced loyalty may have stopped somebody from speaking. Um, an inadvertent confession along the way overheard conversations whatever it is that could hold the the key
1: yeah it could and it may not even be as um as obvious as that i mean it could it could simply be um somebody's somebody's demeanor their attitude changed significantly after the uh the, you know the 15th of november they, they they came in and were um distressed distraught um it could have just been a simple change in character it, it, it could be a number of things but I, I do think that if, if if somebody doesn't know,
0: they certainly suspect who's responsible for Kate's for Kate's death. You were involved, Paul, in the original investigation, weren't you? Why have you come out of retirement now?
1: Um, well, well, f- first and foremost, I was I was asked by Mr. Sawyer, the chief constable, to uh, to to come out of the, and, and and head the investigation. Uh, I mean, clearly, I've, I've i worked on it in 1997. Um, my fir- former Role as head of major crime, I had a, um, uh, an overall knowledge of the case anyway. Um, but I suppose I suppose to answer your question, there, there, there's an element there of it, it being personal. For, you know, for me um, and for other officers and other detectives who've worked on the case, that it's the murder of a 14-year-old child. Everybody involved in the case um, over the years, what you know, wants it to be to be solved. So when I was given the opportunity by Mr. Sawyer to do so,
0: it was it was quite an easy um question for me to answer really so the events of that day they've never left you do you think you'll ever be able to get justice for Kate
1: i mean that's the purpose of of, of the of the reinvestigation i mean i think by the fact that the the force has never uh, given up on the on the case and it's still um there's still lines of inquiry 20 years after after Kate's death um, i mean clearly we we would love to get justice for Kate and 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 especially for for Kate's family, who've who've suffered intolerably, really, for the last 20 years, and I have to say, uh, are still suffering to this day.
0: Well, one can only begin to imagine the impact on, on the family. They're fully supportive of this fresh police appeal, aren't they?
1: Yeah, the uh, the family have been incredibly brave. They've been very supportive. I mean, obviously, um, Tim, Kate's brother, has done a huge amount of, uh, of, of work with us uh, and with the media, as have a number of her friends um and, and and you're right i think that hits it out. i mean every parent that's listening to this um podcast today will it's just something you can't comprehend it's it's beyond that and um it's just a it's just a shame that at, at the present time we've never been able to bring any justice to 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 kate's family and, and for kate herself have you had any positive leads this past week are you you're happy with the public's response yeah the public's response has been uh, excellent i have to say we've um We've had in excess of 140 calls, and that's rising on a on a hourly basis from the from the public. Um, that's resulted in at least 10 um, significant lines of inquiry, which are now being actioned out to the um, detectives on the major crime team. Um, and the coverage has been has, has been excellent. We've had nearly 100,000 views of of some of the uh, of some of the um, messages that have gone out, and some of the media coverage. Um, and and we've had calls from all around the country in in, in terms of um, in, in terms of information so the coverage has been excellent um, that said we don't want the public to stop calling us and we, we're still really really desperate for that one individual to come forward with that critical bit of information that is key to this to this being um, cracked one of a better phrase
0: and if anybody has information there's a, a number for the police incident room yeah that number is zero uh, eight zero 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 nine six one, two, three, three. Or you can report it online via www.dc.police.uk forward slash Kate Bushel. Paul, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Paul, and thank, thanks to the uh, public for the continued
0: support. Kate Bushel was a bright, caring, music-loving <coughs> teenager and there are so many unanswered questions in this case we don't know who killed Kate Bushell we don't know why they acted in such a brutal and ferocious way but we do know that police and detectives are determined to find her killer bring that person to justice and close a case which has caused so much anguish Paul Bergen thank you once again for joining me for this podcast on Devon Live.
1: Thank you.